You know, this, this third session that's talking about who will you serve? You know, truly in order to make God greater, we need to purpose to serve him. You know, it comes to a point where we deny ourselves, we lay aside our idols, we lay aside the, 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 the tantalizing uh, attractions of the world um, that pulls us away uh, from serving our Lord uh, in the way that he wants us to. Um, that's what Joshua 24, 14, 20 uh, will be talking about. And this is the word of God to the people of Israel. And indeed, it is the word of God to us today. Um, so Father, help me now as I uh, speak on these eight verses in Joshua 24. Uh, just help us to truly examine our hearts um, as really only you can. Uh, I pray we'll be transparent to you. Uh, help me, Lord, now just to communicate um, your word um, with accuracy. And, and I pray, Lord, that our hearts will be challenged. And with that challenge, we would purpose to change. Amen. Joshua 24, verses 14 through 20. Really talks about a decision that we as believers have to make. You know, Joshua put it right to the people of Israel. Of, of Israel. Who will you serve? All right? And we'll see that they, they recall, hey, God has been great to us. I mean, we have seen his wondrous deeds. You know, there's no way that we're not going to serve him. I mean, you know, he's God. He's Yahweh, you know. Um, of, of course we're going to serve him. And we're going to see how Joshua's like, well, if you really going to purpose to serve him, you know, there's some things you need to do. Otherwise, you won't be able to serve him because God doesn't want to share his relationship with you with anything else but him. And, and so we'll see that, that heartbeat uh, 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 focus here in 1420. You know, there's a lot of blame that we can pass around and be like, hey, you know, all these things vie for my attention, you know, whether it's media, TV, friends, uh, uh, you know, it's just like, ah, oh, it's just so, there's just so much stuff, you know, like, you know, that's why I can't really serve God in the way that he wants me to serve him because I'm just so busy. You know, there's just too many things. Um, but a decision to serve the Lord rests on a resolute commitment. You know, we have a choice. You know, we could choose to watch TV over studying. We can choose to um, be so immersed with our media social status over doing our devotions. Uh, we could choose entertainment over fostering uh, a deeper relationship with someone who is going to help us mature in our faith. We could choose to um, go out and, instead of coming out to... Uh, a, a youth meeting or a youth event. You know, many times we choose us over God. And verse 14 says, Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. So as believers, we ought to have like a holy fear of God. 
right? And it's not just like this, um, you know, this awe type thing of and respect, you know, but it's also to have like this intense fear that, you know, you know, God is the one that gives life and God is the one that takes life, you know. Uh, but we're not only to have just a holy fear and reverence of God, but we also must pursue to serve him in sincerity and in truth, right? What is sincerity? When you hear the word sincerity, uh, I'm probably not pronouncing it or enunciating it correctly, but when you hear the word sincerity, what comes to mind? What is, what's some of your working definition? For Truthful, okay. Good. Genuine, right? Right on, right? Sincerity is the quality of being free from pretense, right? Uh, which is, you know, just being genuine, free from being deceitful, free from hypocrisy. That's what sincerity is all about. And if we don't serve the Lord with authenticity, we might as well not serve him at all. All right? God wants us to be faithful. He doesn't want a half-hearted um, attitude in his relationship with him. What is truth? It says we must serve him in sincerity and truth. What is truth? When you hear the word truth, what are, what are some antonyms to truth? Huh? Dishonor? Yeah, I, I think you're antonyms, right? No, no, no. I don't want synonym. I want the opposite. Yeah, antonyms, right? I know I've been out of school for a long time, but I think it's still... Okay, a lie, right? Aren't you? Dishonesty? Dishonesty, right? Because sometimes it's easy to, to get a definition of a word when you look at what it's not, you know? Um, so, in this context, you know, uh, you know, it's talking about being firm, being faithful, being lasting. And if we're dishonest or if we're untruthful, then we certainly won't be lasting. And God wants us to serve in sincerity and in truth. God wants us to be authentic, all right? Anything else is not worthy of him. Um, and Amos, Amos, you guys know what Amos is? And not Amos chocolate chip cookie, all right? Oh, look, Joey's like, oh, not that. All right, no, wait, no, Amos in the Bible, the Old Testament. Amos chapter 5, verse 21 to 27, sheds light on what God does not desire, right, and will not tolerate. And I'm going to read it, New Living Translation, because sometimes we could fool, you could fool me, you can fool Nick, you can fool... You know, Sister Steph, Brother Charlie, Lindsay, Pamela, the rest of the leaders, um, your parents even, but you can't fool God, all right? And God wants from us sincere, truthful, authentic uh, 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 service to him. And so listen to Amos. Listen to Amos, chapter 1, chapter 5, verse 21 to 27. I'll read it. And this is, you know, the word of God uh, 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 to the people uh, uh, and so here, here was he saying, I hate all your show and pretense, the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. I will not accept your burnt offerings and grain offerings. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. Away with your noisy hymns of praise. I will not listen to the music of your harps. Instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice an endless river of righteous living. Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during the 40 years in the wilderness, Israel? No, you serve your pagan gods. 
Sakuth, your god, your king god, and Kawan, your star god, the images you made for yourselves. So I will send you into exile to a land east of Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the Lord of hosts. So what gods are keeping us from serving the one true God with authenticity and faithfulness? And the thing is, we may not worship like star gods, right? I don't think you go back in your yard and you're like, you know, like, you know, I mean, you know, we may not do that, okay? And we may not go in our backyard and chop down a tree and make it an image and and start worshiping it and and start sacrificing uh, stray stray rats and, and stray dogs and stuff like that, right? No, we don't, right? We don't do that, right? Um... So we may not worship those things, and sometimes when we read stuff like this, you're like, ah, you know, that's, that's for that time, and that doesn't really relate to us. But we have some different gods. You know, sometimes our gods can be electronics. Sometimes our god can be our social uh, network status. Sometimes our god can be that boy mm, and that girl, Woo! right? Um, that, that we love with all our heart, right? Uh, you know, uh, there are so many different potential, potential idols that are out there uh, that doesn't necessarily have to be like a god of the stars or a graven image or something like that. You know, we got to look at what is consuming our time, our effort, our desire here and now, you know. Because um, once we replace God with any other object, that object becomes our idol. Verse 15, if it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves today whom will you serve, whether the gods which your father served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. And here is Joshua's stand, all right? Joshua's stand. He's, this is Joshua saying, like, this is what I'm going to do. You know, if you don't want to do it, this is what I'm going to do. So it says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua gave the people a choice. You know, he said, if you don't, if it's unpleasant, like if it's like, ah, oh, it's so painful. Oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I really want to serve Yahweh. Uh, I don't know. And he's like, well, okay. You know, if it's like that for you, then choose your idols. Choose your electronics. Choose your girlfriend, your boyfriend. You know, uh, choose your your next gift. You know, choose your clothing. You know, choose your friends. You know, uh, if it's like ah, I, I don't know if I can serve God. You know, it's like oh well, choose the idol that you so want to cho- worship and serve. But this is how the people responded. Because I wish we could have that stand that Joshua did. And I wish that I could have that stand like every waking moment. Because there are times when, you know, if I'm honest, you know, I could serve God more intensely and not sometimes share him with the different things in my life. But this, this, this is the people's, this is, this is the, the people's response. Verses 16 and 17. Verse 16. The people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. 
For the Lord our God is he who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And who did these great signs in our sights and preserved us through all the way in which we went and among all the peoples through whose midst we passed? So the Israelites knew what God had done for them, right? It wasn't like they weren't aware of his great deliverance, his great faithfulness, right? They were aware, but this still didn't stop them from turning away from him. And it's the same way today. It's just like a, you know, a washing machine cycle. And it happens so frequently, uh, and particularly in our Christian community. And, and we have to do our utmost best to battle against that recurring tendency to know what God has done, but yet still seek after uh, uh, things that take us away uh, from God. Because, um, you know, if we purpose not to forget what all God has done for us, we will then have God at the forefront of our outlook. Um, and if God is at the forefront, if he's at the central focus of our outlook, um, then those other attractions of the world don't seem so attractive. Verse 18. The Lord drove out from before us all the peoples, even the Amorites, who lived in the land. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. So, you know, again, this is, this is the, you know, this is what the people are saying. You know, they, they understand what God, what Yahweh has done for them. He preserved them, he drove, he brought, he preserved, and he drove out. Um, so, so the people here in Joshua Stein, they echoed, we too will serve the Lord, right? But then listen to what Joshua's response is. Because it's, you know, it's, it's kind of unusual for him to respond this way, but you can see why he responded this way. In verse 19 and 20, all right, verse 19 and 20, Then Joshua said to the people, You will not be able to serve the Lord. You will not be able to serve Yahweh, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgression or your sins. If you forsake Yahweh and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done good to you. So Joshua saying like there's no way you can serve Yahweh, there's no way you can serve the Lord and live a life of continuous rebellion. It just can't happen. God is holy, He's a jealous God. You know, there's no fellowship of darkness and light with God. We're either serving him or we're not. Uh, God doesn't have a gray area when it comes to committed obedience. Um, so we're either all in or we're not in at all. And as I close, you know, the protection of a vision that the people experienced was because of what God had done. You know, it was his grace and his favor over them. However, as we see in verse 20, the very opposite would occur if they turned away from him, if they choose to serve other gods. And that's the same for us. God has a great, great plan for us. And really, all he wants from us is committed obedience. He wants us to be authentic, sincere, truthful, fearful of him uh, in our relationship with him. 
We can't serve God and our idols. One will take precedence over the other. And again, like I said, God is not interested in sharing himself with any other entity. If we forsake God, he will deal with us accordingly, as we saw and read in verse 20. Don't misjudge the blessings of the Lord as weakness. As much as God desires to bless his people, he will equally discipline them if they turn away from him. So I ask you again, who will you serve? And my challenge to us today is that we will choose this day to serve the Lord. Amen?